Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today we have a deep dive for you. This has been a deep dive that I've been wanting to do <laughs> since May. I My work schedule has been kind of weird lately for reasons. And uh, I've had almost an entire month to do this without any problems. I've been at home a good portion of that month. And... I did this deep dive just today. I did a little <laughs> bit yesterday and I did the rest of it today. You had a whole month and you still procrastinated. It's all right. Yeah. It's something I would do too. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm like this. I This is how I was all throughout school too. Yeah. Well, science, I still haven't. I was going to say science for projects. Unfortunately, you know, mama was up with me. Oh my gosh. You know, with the butt crack of, you know, dawn. yeah. No, we didn't stay up to dawn, but we stayed out. Pre- we stayed up pretty late trying to do an entire science fair project <laughs> in one night instead of over the course of a you know period of time. That sounds awful. Uh, like I said, this was brought up. This topic was brought up to me a few months ago by uh by tito he because he would he listens to the podcast so he would talk he was talking about you know angels and stuff like that and he was like hey did you know that you you know do you know about and then you know this topic and i was like uh no i've never heard of it before and he was like yeah you should uh should look into it or do a deep dive and i was like i'll do that five months later I'm barely doing that. <laughs> Five months later. Hey, but you did it. That's yeah. what counts. Dude. And like, I didn't cut a lot of information out. But the thing is, like, a majority I got from Wikipedia. There was another website that I ended up using. But a majority of, like, these things, it's not like websites that have this information. It's literally, like, books on this topic. And I'm oh. like, yeah, I'm not going to. Read a whole ass book. Yeah. <laughs> or a whole five ass books just to, you know, yeah. do this research. Do a summary. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Don't blame you. it was a big portion of Wikipedia, although I did use various pages, not just the page on this topic. So mm-hmm. should still be pretty extensive kind of sort of and uh, interesting. So we'll see. See how you like it. I'm excited to hear about it. It's definitely not something that I'm like super duper familiar with so i'm sure it'll be great and very insightful so yeah share something with me yes i have something to share with you um so i guess two things yeah i'll say two things um i'll start with the one that is like meh whatever uh but yeah so i was at at this uh two-day like holistic fair selling my stuff or whatever and there's this lady that came over and she did like palm readings and like fingerprint readings okay um it was it was interesting um and i guess i have these like loops and eyes in my fingerprint that are on like the apollo and the i think pinky is pluto i don't remember anyway i don't know just every everything that she said some of it could be 
obvious, like I said, like, but the whole creativity, like, obviously, uh, I'm doing it. But so the on the pinky fingerprint, she's like, you're meant to be a messenger. You, uh, whether it's like through like, you're supposed to like write a book or, or start a podcast. And I was like, I have a podcast. I didn't tell her this, right? But I'm just like listening, listening to her say everything. And I just kind of like smiled. And she's like, and with this, like, uh, you know, whatever it is, like you're supposed to like help people through it, and I don't know what and this and that. I was like, I feel like that's kind of what we do. I mean, we give people space to be able to share their, you know, their stuff and and it's a judgment free zone, and they get heard and yeah. Um, but I just thought, I mean, like I said, there is a whole lot more to the whole reading. It was like a thirty minute reading, but that part about just like oh, like messenger, you're supposed to be like an author, like. Uh, have a podcast or something it's like doing it already and honestly everything that she did say too it was like stuff that i was already it's like she just read like a map Mm -hmm. but i was i'm already on that path Path. and it was just like validation that i'm like doing the right things for me and it was things that like she again other than the whole creative you know outlet because obviously that was what i was doing um yeah, everything else just kind of like lined up with like, yeah, that's kind of like my trajectory. That's what I'm aiming for. And she just kind of clarified that, I guess, or validated that I am, I feel like I'm doing the right thing and like not to doubt myself and stuff. But I don't know. It was interesting. I told her about the podcast and I was like, you know, we'd, we'd love to, or she's like, oh, I want to start a podcast too. But like technology, she was an older lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, well, I mean, I would, uh, I'm, most definitely going to talk about this reading on the podcast and you know i'm sure we'd love to to have you on you can kind of tell us a little bit more about you know what what she does and the finger how it works yeah because i it had to it was supposed to be like a 30 to 45 minute like in-depth reading but it was like the last 15 minutes of the the market and i was like how about 20 (laughs) and uh, so she tried to get some stuff in but it wasn't you know full detail but I mean, it was still pretty good. It was a good 20 minutes. Um, I mean, like, it it was enough to, like, convince me. I was like, oh, okay, this is not bullshit. And even if it was, like, it's kind of eerie how, like, spot on it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so so that was that. Uh, like I said, it was kind of, like, just there. But so on, on Saturday, the first day I was there, uh, I, you know, set up and I was fine. And then all of a sudden I got this like immense amount of like anxiety. And I've like, even thinking back, like since I was a child, like I have had anxiety like my entire life. I know what it feels like. I'm used to it. I know what brings it on now at this point. I know how to kind of help it go away quicker. You know, I got those tools or whatever, but um, yeah, I kept, I kept, feeling this like sense of like dread not just anxiety but like dread I'm like did I drink too much coffee was it because I didn't sleep well um and I'm trying to make excuses for it but it just keeps getting progressively worse and worse and it doesn't go away and I can't figure out why like I'm literally trembling and I have this like sense of impending doom and I don't know why uh and then I start seeing grandma in people like this lady walks in and she has like short gray hair and I was like grandma and I like look at her and I was like it's not grandma of course you know and then um kind of like looking down towards the floor and this lady passes by and she has like grandma's like body type I was like grandma I'm like okay of course it's not grandma 
and I keep like I just keep seeing her and other people basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sorry, guys, I know I'm talking about our grandmother for like the 20 millionth time, but I don't care because <laughs> this this is kind of cool. Um, so I keep seeing her and other people, and then I finally tell mom, I was like, man, it's so crazy. Like I keep seeing her everywhere. Um, it's weird. I've, sometimes I have those moments, but so consistent yeah. like this, it, it was kind of crazy. Uh, and then again, I'm still feeling super anxious and then they're doing raffle tickets or like, you know, prizes and stuff. And they're like, and our next winner is Mary Connor. Mary Connor, are you still what? here? Yeah. Bro, I broke down. Like I literally broke down. I like all that like anxiety that I was feeling too. I like, I couldn't it like, I, yeah, just started crying. I was like, mom, I need a minute. And I went outside and I just like cried for a minute. Uh, but yeah, literally Dude, like, what are the fucking odds? I'm telling you, that's why it was so fucking crazy. And, and I then know, for them to say, are you still here? Like, are you still here? Yeah. Uh, and, and like granted, like, yes, they said it because like some people would like come put their names in and they would leave. And so they wouldn't get the prizes, but I just like, had I not, I don't know the, the fact that I kept seeing her and other people. And then for me, like having mom kind of like validate, like I, li- I told you like not even 10 minutes. I had just finished telling her, like, I keep seeing her everywhere. Um, and all these other, like, you know, women that keep passing by. I just, they remind me of her in some way. And I, for a second, I'm like grandma. And like, of course it's not her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yeah I'm so glad then when- I'm not talking right now. <laughs> Yeah, so when they're like, Mary Connor, Mary Connor, are you still here? I literally said, fuck, and I, like, broke, <laughs> and I was like, mom, I need, yeah, like I said, I need a second, and I went outside, and I'm, like, trying to pull it together, and I, like, I can't get rid of this anxiety, like, it's not going away. Was she there? Um, I think she was, and I'll tell you why, right, like, yeah, in, in a second, but, um, so I, I yeah I, I was trying to pull it together and I mom calls me she's like you have a customer that's trying to buy something like and she it couldn't Mary Connor. <laughs> no 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 oh. um but uh so I had to like run back in and I like wiping my tears trying to like yes let me ring you up like uh, yeah I mean it, it was, I had to force myself to like get it Calm together down. or whatever yeah but yeah like you said what are the fucking odds um and it took almost pretty much the rest of that day to like get rid of that anxiety. Um, and I don't, I don't like, I still don't really know why uh, it was that bad, but I, I do know that that happens. I, I feel like I've noticed a trend that that happens when I'm at these fairs that are very like psychic heavy mm-hmm. or like intuitive or mediums, like people who are yeah doing readings and stuff. If I have, like I, I was trying to think back and it's usually like I have that insane like sense of anxiety like that I have to I can't be in this space and there is almost always a breaking point there is a point where I will like break and I start crying for stupid no things yeah and I'm just or, like I don't know yeah no it feels like no reason like there, I, like mm-hmm. yeah like I had no reason to be anxious that day but I was or just out of um, nowhere I guess is a yeah better, yeah way to say it yeah. And uh so so that was that. Uh that happened and it was a two day event. So I come back the next day and there's 
like si- the readers that were like essentially kind of in front of me, there's like a line of them. Their tables are inside like my booth area now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And uh, finally someone comes that that is like in charge of it. And they're like, oh, so we decided that we're going to move you actually over here because the readers felt like people weren't really coming down the aisle because they would just like get so distracted by your stuff that they wouldn't. They felt like they weren't being noticed. <laughs> okay. And I, I know, right? I was like. Yeah, that was kind of my my reaction. Thank you, too. I guess. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so you're punishing me because my shit's good. Lo- yeah, because like people want to look at my stuff. Okay, I guess. Um, so obviously, like I'm I'm pissed, but you know, at the start of the morning, because I'm just like these fucking babies over here. Like all they were doing is like sitting, like they weren't doing anything to try and like bring in you know, clients or whatever. Meanwhile, like I'm usually like standing up. If someone passes by, I smile or like, you know, give them a nod or whatever. And like that usually will bring somebody in, you know, because it's you're trying to reel people in to to stop and look at my stuff too. Um, But anyway, I was just like, I felt like because I was a newbie there, um, yeah, they could kind of push me around and do whatever they wanted. And I just kind of had to take it to an extent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was like, I ha- and honestly, the day before was already so like shitty that I was kind of at the point of like, I'm probably not going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, I was like, definitely not going to do this again. Uh, but whatever, we moved. They moved them to where I was. Everybody and- walked past them, went straight to you. Yeah, dude, I did. <sighs> nice. I did two. I did two times better than I did Saturday, um, and it did not stop anybody from stopping at my my booth and i was like looking I, I texted i think carla or some i can't remember who i texted i was like we're one hour in and i had already made like a few hundred dollars and like they still hadn't had a single client and and like i heard them too they're like oh yes this is so great like this move like i wanted to say something yesterday but i didn't want to you know like rub anyone the wrong way and like oh like i manifested this and all this other bullshit and i'm like you didn't manifest jack shit. You manifested moving, but you didn't manifest clients coming in. I mean, I guess manifested in the sense that you went and bitched about it, even though you say you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But well, like, so for me, I was like, uh, I almost wonder if it was, well, maybe it was kind of a sense because I technically was surrounded by just a whole bunch of sidekicks because I you had what them. what it was? was They're giving me ojo. No, I was going to say karma, bro. <laughs> I mean that too. But I, afterwards kind of felt that maybe it was something like them being pissed that like I had people stopping at my booth because because I didn't have it I didn't have that anxiety at the beginning of the day I was perfectly fine so that's why when it randomly started like you know a couple hours in I'm like where is this coming from like this shouldn't be coming like I'm I'm fine I'm good I'm not anxious about anything like Mm -hmm. everything's set up I'm ready to go so part of me feels like it was maybe them (laughs) um giving you bad juju yeah but then after um well once i moved like i said like after i kind of threw my little hissy fit of like just being pissed about feeling like i was being punished for because i was too distracted my stuff was too distracting uh i was like nah fuck it like i'm still gonna attract the people that i'm you know that are gonna be attracted to my stuff and like whatever um but then this this lady who does like wire wrap jewelry that we kind of like mom and I had befriended cause she was kind of near our area. Um, I guess came over and was like, Oh, like they moved you. And I was like, yeah, apparently the 
you know, readers felt like they were being looked over. And she's like, oh, that's good because there is some weird energy going on in that area anyway. So this this feels a lot better too. Mm. So I'm like, so like that, and it that's that was you. it wasn't just me, and like that validated for me that I wasn't crazy because I didn't tell her anything about how I was feeling or that I was anxious or anything, and the fact that she could also feel that like something was off, mm-hmm. yeah, again validated for me that like, well, I wasn't crazy. There was something not right about that space, or I don't, I don't know what it was, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. But yeah, the whole like Mary Connor after seeing her all all morning all day and then that one i was just like eh, i'm gonna go cry now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. did the lady end up going up there or was she not there she did i didn't see her because i immediately like had to step Walked out up. but i guess they spelled out her name uh because they're still trying to like you know get her to, to show her hand or like you know figure out where she was uh in the in the venue and so they spelled out her name, and, and mom said later that she spelled her name with an E-R instead of O-R. Mm. Um, so she spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, yeah, it was crazy. All right. I thought it was, well, okay, so sorry. So my my point bringing that back to grandma of, like, when you asked, like, was she there? Um well, with the whole thing that happened with Sasha and I, that I was hearing like a woman's voice, and she's like, mm. "Oh, I think it's your grandma." I was like, "I don't think so." Uh, M- Melinda had had also said before that that was grandma, and that she was kind of warning me about that Man. male energy that yeah didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of wondering if she was kind of doing that for me that day too. That I kept seeing her trying to lead because, you away from those people, maybe. Yeah, because she was like maybe just like as a hey like put your walls up or do some sort of like protection yeah. bubble or something. Cause it's not whatever. Yeah. There's some sort of bad energy kind of thing. Should have lit a protection um, candle, dude. No, they said no open flames. Fuckers. <laughs> but, uh, but I, like, I'm going to kind of maybe try and test that theory a little bit and see if I, I mean, that's just kind of what popped into my head after kind of thinking about it for a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if, if that's the case, then I'll, try and just recoup and uh, Melinda kind of walked me through like what I could do to kind of help protect myself, especially when there are so many readers and stuff around. Yeah. So, yeah. You were able to talk to her after that? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But, yep. That's all I got. So I was trying to think, sorry. Uh, I was trying to think of something that I like, cause I was like, man, I felt like I wanted to share something on the show and I couldn't remember. And then I don't know what you said at some point, but it, clicked in my head uh i just saw the movie the pope's exorcist have you ever seen it yeah it's a, it's a fun movie i guess like yeah. you know i was watching it because uh it was i had like a lot of downtime at work and i was like trying to do my notes so i just put a movie on and um and for some reason i was like man i feel like this was based on a like real person or something i i must have heard that at some point yeah and then, uh, so I started looking it up and it was, it was based on a, on, a, on an actual, you know, priest, I guess, or whatever. And, uh, I like, I liked like some of the stuff that he was saying in the movie because there was parts of it where he was like, yeah, not all demonic possessions are actually demons. It's just people needing, you know, psychological help or whatever. Then, so he would say that he usually, if he felt that they didn't, they weren't actually possessed by a demon, he would send them to, you know, a, a doctor or to a psychiatrist. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I mean, you know, for being a priest, 
I felt like some of them would want to jump immediately to, you know. It's a demon. Demons or something. So I started looking up some of his stuff and, you know, he wrote some books. Obviously, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> The movie was exaggerated, obviously, kind of like yeah. the conjuring and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I was looking at some of his some of his stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, dude, never mind." Because um, he was talking about, I guess, for the movie The Right. I don't know if you've. I think I've talked to you about that movie. I don't know if you've seen that one though, with no, Anthony Hopkins. It's a really good movie too. Uh, that one is kind of scary. At least it's, it freaked me out. Um, but it's really good, and the ending is chef's kiss mm-hmm. um but i guess he went to go to that the premiere of that movie and and whatever and they asked him about i forgot what the fuck they asked him but anyway he starts talking about how um yoga is satanic oh <laughs> and i was just like oh my fucking god dude and apparently he said it because all uh because it it it's related to hinduism and that all eastern um religions uh believe in reincarnation and that's not you know uh i guess that's bad and then he started saying that practicing or having these kinds of beliefs can bring you closer to you know to satan Mm -hmm. and he goes just like reading the books harry potter and i was like okay i'm done so i closed wikipedia on his ass i was just like i'm done dude having a major deja vu really yeah Anyway, continue. But yeah, so uh, that that was it. It was just like, I liked the movie. And and like I said, I like some of the messaging that he had in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went and I read his Wikipedia and some of the shit that he said. I'm just like, ah, no, I'm good. This is not for me. I'm kind of, I'm waiting for this other scary movie with Eric Bana or like this devil demon movie thing to come out. I think it comes on the 16th or something. There's another exorcist movie. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. Be- the it's just believer or something like that. Yeah, I want to watch that one too. That one looks pretty creepy. I think I it's supposed to be watch. before the. Oh, really? I think it's a prequel, a prequel to The Exorcist. Yeah. Huh. But I feel like if I watch this, then I need to watch finally, like in full, in like totality, <laughs> the, the Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. All right, guys. So the topic that I was vaguely Sorry. mentioning or that I was trying to be very vague about was uh, Enochian magic. So like I said, uh, uh, Tito listens to the podcast and there was a one day that we were one of those conversations that we have. He was, he asked me about it and I said, dude, honestly, I've never heard of it. And he says, I just, it sounds really similar to this Enochian magic. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And he kind of like briefly explained to me what it was. And I was like, I'll look into it. So I, like I said, I, Back a couple months ago, I had looked into it. I was like, this is a lot of information. <laughs> super and overwhelmed. Yeah, I got super overwhelmed. I was like, Michelle, give me another topic. I need something that I can do like fast. And she's like, all right. So she threw this at me. And then like every time it would come up, it, like it was, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And it was funny because like I decided, okay, this next one. And I think I even told Michelle, I'm doing it. Like I'm going to yeah. do it. I have a whole month to do it. And then, um, like a, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, uh, he asked me again. He was like, he brought it up again, the Nokian magic. I was like, yeah, I remember we talked about it a couple months ago and I've actually been wanting to do the deep dive. I just haven't done it yet. Cause of, and I explained to him about the 
overwhelming amount of information that I had received. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, but it's going to be my next one, dude. Like, it's coming. I promise. And yeah, so let's get into this. Alrighty. So Enochian magic. Th- I'm going to start with kind of like the mythos or the, uh, yeah, I guess it's like a, a, almost like a mythology to it. The lore? Yeah, the lore of it. So it was... It's supposed to be the, cre- the so the creator created the world using a divine series of words. These words were later written in letter of uh, like in letters made of fire upon these tab- celestial tablets called the Book of the Speech from God. Mm-hmm. And these tablets contain the celestial language, keys to the gates of heaven, and all knowledge and wisdom of the universe. So it appears in many different forms in different religions around the world, and they're usually either called heavenly tablets, tablets of destiny, books of secrets of God, the book of life, uh, the book of the Lamb, the book of Thoth, Akash- the Akashic records, or the book of tea, which I guess is tarot. tarot? Um, yeah. So then supposedly Adam spoke the language spoke a language where he was able to speak with God and speak with the angels. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy in the background. <laughs> um, but Adam supposedly spoke a language in, where, in which he was able to speak to God and the angels, but he lost his ability completely once he lost his place in paradise. So then he developed a primitive human language to be able to communicate with his family that was loosely based off the little he remembered of the celestial language. Are you talking about Adam or are you talking about me moving to Austin and losing my Spanish and then coming uh, and speak uh, a, a it, mishmash of Spanish, Spanglish craziness? Sorry. Definitely Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, so seven generations later, the prophet Enoch established a new dialogue with the angels and they deemed him worthy of visiting heaven to see the, choirs of, the choir of the angels, the throne of God and the st- celestial tablets. So Enoch then transcribes 365 early books of wisdom that he hoped would restore humanity to its former glory. But unfortunately, his wisdom was lost during the great flood that destroyed the world. Mm. Interesting that it's 365, like 366. Oh, well, actually, yeah, it is because once a once every four years, we have 366 days. Oh, in the, that's true. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I hadn't even noticed that until you. It's my conspiracy brain. <laughs> uh, so yeah anyway Adam's language continued on through time until the confusion of tongues when the Tower of Babel was being built the primordial human tongue that was divide, uh, so this language that Adam created I guess was then divided into several different tongues which kept the humans from being able to communicate with each other and it caused them to not be able to complete the Tower of Babel uh, this this is this is the explanation that the Bible gives for how we have a bunch of different language languages or how the different languages were formed, and the language that is supposedly the closest to Adam's original language is what we know today as Biblical Hebrew. So, after that, there was no knowledge or memory of the celestial tongue of the angels that survived. So then, I guess fast forward a shit ton to uh, the Enochian magic of Dr. John D where mythos meets history. 
uh, many scholars attempted to tackle. And this is going to, it's going to, I guess, going to sound a little bit repetitive because um, this is almost like a summary of the, this whole other thing that I'm going to get into. But uh, so many, many scholars were attempting to tackle the subject of the celestial language and a few even attempted reconstructing that language, but their attempts were dog shit, basically. Futile. Yeah, well, because most of the attempts seem to be just simple knockoffs of biblical Hebrew with mixed with astrological characters. And then in the late 1500s, a new pair of prophets, quote unquote prophets, because, okay, prophets, right? Uh, a new pair of prophets, which were uh, John D and Edward Kelly, which are the two, like, oh, going to be yeah. the two main characters oh, yeah, yeah. of Enochian These guys magic. Swap wives. Uh, that did not come up in my research, <laughs> oh. but I mean, fuck, maybe could be. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll add that later. <laughs> All right. So these wife swappers took uh, an interest in both angels and their lost language. Uh, eventually, they spoke with the same angels. So again, supposedly they spoke with the same angels that uh, spoke with Enoch, and they revealed many magical secrets to the two men, such as summoning angels of the planets and stars how to descry, descry, descry the secrets of foreign nations and how to visit celestial realms. Well, I was going to get into something, but I'm going to mention it later. So uh, D also asked the angels to reveal the lost book of Enoch to him, which, and when he, re- when he was asking for that, he meant that he wanted to, uh, he meant that he wanted the biblical book that contained the story of Enoch's life and work. Uh, like the one that, Again, I'm going to mention this later, but it's it's a book that isn't considered canon in neither the Jewish nor the Christian Bible. Um, so anyway, that's the book that he meant. But they actually revealed to him, what they revealed to him was the celestial tablets or the book of the speech from God from which Enoch had copied. Mm-hmm. So they like, he was asking for the book of Enoch. He wanted the life of Enoch, but what they gave him was the book or the speeches, the yeah, the tablets oh, yeah, or the whatever tablets. that they gave Enoch. So yeah, that's what you know. So technically, it was the book of Enoch because it was the book they gave Enoch. Yeah. Um, Edward Kelly, uh, uh, to Edward Kelly, the book appeared as a large tome of forty-nine leaves written in blood that contained the 49 speeches of God used to create the world. And Edward Kelly was the scryer mm-hmm. um, was, yeah, was the scryer. He was like the one that was more, I feel like he was the one that was more psychically in tuned or, you know, a medium to receive the messages. Uh, they both did, but it wasn't until he met this other guy, Edward, that it wasn't until John met Edward that everything like started rolling. Well, so, the angels told them how to use the book to open the gates of heaven, receive revelations directly from God, and how to speak to the angels in their own tongues. D never called it Enochian magic, but historians began referring to it that way due to the relationship that it had to the prophet Enoch. Uh, the complex system of Enochian magic remained hidden for centuries in D's journals. So for the longest time, nobody really knew what it was until you know they read his journals. Hmm. But uh, any questions so far? 
No questions, just comments. You said that you didn't know about the wife swapping thing, but I don't know if yeah. these two characters are going to continue on for the rest of your. Oh, report. they're, they're should... like, yeah, no, they're they're here throughout the rest of this. Like they're literally mentioned in every single section of this. Okay, because they're I... like the founders, basically. Yeah. Then I will maybe wait closer towards the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So, what is Enochian magic? Well, Enochian magic is a Renaissance magic that was developed by John Dee and Edward Kelly, uh, a.k.a. Edward Talbot was another name for Edward Kelly. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, John Dee was an English mathematician, astronomer and astrologer, a teacher, an occultist and an alchemist in the 16th century. So basically a witch. He thought he could turn base metals into gold. Yes. So... um, he was the court astronomer for Elizabeth I and spent a lot of his time on alchemy, divination, and hermetic philosophy. And for those of you who are like me and don't know what hermetic philosophy is, it's a philosophical and religious system based on the teachings of Hermes Trismegistus. Oh my God, I can never say the fucking name. Trismegistus, Trismegistus, something like that. I think it's Greek. Uh, so Edward Kelly, a.k.a. Edward Talbot, or Sir Edward Kelly, was an English occultist and scryer. Besides the ability to be able to see spirits or angels, he also claimed the, to possess the secret of transmuting base metals into gold and the philosopher's stone. Oh, hey, I just said that. Yeah. Uh, oh, Fleming or some shit like that was the one from Harry Potter, right? Lamel Lamel. I forgot what the fuck his name was in Harry Potter. The one that had the Sorcerer's Stone or supposedly created it. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, something. I can't. <clears throat> Sorry, Potterheads. I read the book once and saw the movie a lot of times, but I don't remember. <laughs> Nicholas Flamel. Like Nicholas Flamel, yes. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Grandma gave you that info. Yeah, it's intuited that. Yeah, the origins of, or maybe the angels gave you that information. Oh, maybe. They said, never mind. Go ahead. The origins of this tradition are rooted in the documented collaborations between Dee and Kelly and included the revelation of the Nokian language and script. Dee claimed that he received the language, uh, I'm sorry, that he received the language directly from the various angels during their mystical interactions. The invocation and command of various spiritual beings is at the center of the practice of Enochian magic. So I guess this is why Tito was like, hey, it sounds like what you're doing is like based off of this. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I just, Michelle told me about, you know, the angels. And I mean, the angels are in the Bible and stuff. And I really liked it. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously I still pray to God, but I also pray to the angels. Yeah. Um, it's like saints too. Well, especially yeah. growing up Catholic. But. Which is another thing that I, I guess I shouldn't get into here, but it was, that was a whole other thing I've been getting. Uh, TikToks about priests and talking about the saints and how, yeah. So that's a whole thing. <laughs> but anyway. You're in religious TikTok. That's. Uh, I am, dude. <laughs> you gotta get out of that. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Uh... Yeah, (laughs) moving on. Their interactions with these entities uh, are detailed extensively in these journals and are also accompanied by the intricate Enochian script and tablet table, sorry, table of correspondence. 
Uh, they believe that these revelations granted them access to insights concealed with Lieber Logith. Uh, Lieber Logith was written up by Edward Kelly and is often referred to as the Book of Enoch. Not to be confused with the ancient Hebrew apocalyptic textbook of Enoch, but we'll get more into those books later. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Right. So it's basically what I said earlier. Like, yeah. um, you know, they had this book. It's called Lieber Logith. Uh, I don't remember if he referred to it or if somebody, they, they later started, I think he calls it the book of Enoch at some point. Uh, but the, and that's what I mean. It's not to be confused with the, the book of Enoch, which is the biblical non canonical, like Jewish and Christian book. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. The way it was practiced by Dean Kelly was that it involved a range of rituals and ceremonies that were used to communicate or evoke angelic and spiritual entities. And the purpose of this was to harness energy, wisdom, and wisdom from these entities for transformative and practical purposes. It was characterized by the use of the uh, Enochian language and symbols. And, And I'll also go a little bit more into detail about all of this stuff as well. I just, this is like kind of giving you the gist of what Enochian magic is. Yeah. Uh, and then this, the hermetic order of the golden dawn, uh, or also known as the golden dawn was a secret okay. society devoted to the study and practice of the, of occult hermeticism and metaphysics. They integrated elements of Enochian magic into their system, which reignited interest in Enochian practices. So this is the only time I'm going to mention them. Uh, but and the reason why is because like there was a revival of Enochian magic later on, like hundreds of years later after these two guys, you know, did their thing. Um, because like, like it mentioned, he had his books or his journals and, and that was really the only place where this Enochian magic was, was right, kept. Yeah. yeah. So like later on when people re- like found the books again and they ended up, uh, and then later on in the future, like m- even further into the future, like people started getting pieces of Enochian magic and incorporating it. So like, there's like this whole other like subset of Enochian magic that mm. was integrated into it. So like, I was just like, I'm not going to touch that Too because it's, it's, yeah, it's going to go on like way crazier. I guess, I mean, I could try and do that later, but like just for the sake of, you know, time and stuff i was just like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into it right now I feel so like golden dawn is a whole other deep dive in and of itself yeah i mean it and it is because it, it like it is a separate secret society they just later on like i said incorporated enochian practices into their stuff so like they it also kind of like got people talking about enochian magic again yeah um so yeah like this is this will be like the only mention of them but know that this came like way after more to it yeah, yeah. So the background uh, in the early 15, uh, 1580s, John D wanted to understand the secrets of nature, but this pursuit left him dissatisfied with his progress. And again, like the other uh, website had mentioned, uh, you know, people were trying to figure out how to speak with angels and God and stuff like that. So he began seeking a more profound wisdom of both natural and artificial truths. But when more conventional methods of study, such as like reading books in many languages, speaking with many men, like people uh, who were, I guess, supposed to be scholars on the topic and sitting with like his own information and his own thoughts, his journey involved into a more spiritual exploration. Uh, 
another thing that I read that I didn't put in his like little bio thing was that he was um oh, what the fuck I forgot what the word was, but he basically he liked to collect old shit. So like ancient things he liked to collect. He had a huge library of different books with in different languages. So he spent all his time reading these books and looking at all these artifacts to try and um I guess get information or see how he could speak with uh speak with angels. these angels. Yeah. So he then be so when he started to you know, when it evolved into a more spiritual exploration, he began using methods such as scrying or crystal gazing, um, or he would get people to scry for him and act as inter- intermediaries between him and the angels. Uh, he didn't have much success. He didn't have the amount of success that he wanted with scrying until he met with Edward Kelly in, in 1582. And at that time, Kelly was using the name Edward Talbot because of a forgery conviction, but his abilities caught his attention and greatly impressed John D. So what can like what not it doesn't concern me, but what kind of stands out to me there is the fact that he used a different name for forgery, uh, a forgery conviction. Like, yeah, he's probably gonna end up forging a whole lot of things. Exactly. So, well, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 jump in because <laughs> no, because this is where it like comes in. But now I can't remember which one. Uh, says, but this goes to what what I had said earlier about the wife swapping is that mm-hmm. um, then yeah one of them is like oh the angels are telling me that we actually need to swap wives and have sex with each other's wives so that we can like gain greater knowledge and yeah it's probably this dude yeah because he seems to be the one like throughout all of this that has like again John D was trying to do this with other scribes but it wasn't until he met Edward Kelly that he began having more success. Yeah. So it seems to me too, kind of like John Kelly, I'm sorry, uh, Edward Kelly was just very good at lying and forging shit, you know, that he was able to convince him very, or he was being very convincing about, uh, you know, what he was supposed, the messages he was supposedly receiving. Although John D apparently does receive messages as well. I think the one that was more in tune or whatever Mm -hmm. was, uh, Edward, Edward Kelly. But yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Edward Kelly was the one that was like, Hey, yeah, we should swap wives, dude. Cause the angels are saying so. I want to figure out which one it was because, yeah, the fact that I, I didn't know about the whole forgery uh, conviction. Conviction. So it's like part of me kind of thinks it's him if he's just like, yeah, for, he would be forging what the aliens are saying. Or aliens. Jesus. Well, are they? Uh, angels are saying. Exactly. Are they? <laughs> are they? Um, so yeah, the spiritual inter- interactions that they had were steeped in Christian piety, followed by periods of purification, prayer, and fasting, which D believed had many benefits for humanity. Kelly's communication resulted in a large in large amounts of output. So this is what I mean: is like Kelly was the one where like he received a lot of the information and what they should be doing supposedly to, um, you know to be closer like to be able to speak to god and the angels and stuff yeah so the angels dictated to him entire books and that and they did this in a previously unknown language that they that uh d and kelly called angelical and Mm. it was later called enochian Uh, the yeah the language was called enochian um 
sorry, who who's a forger again? Edward Kelly. Okay. Kelly told Dee that they were required to swap wives. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. It was a sin that would damn both their souls to hell. <laughs> well, I, so what, whatever this is, museumreplicas.com said. Yeah, well, I, I think, <laughs> I don't think it was just that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was everything else that they're doing that's going against, you know, the Catholic Church at the time. So, yeah. Uh, the contributions Kelly made laid the groundwork for Nokian magic. So again, he was the the guy getting all the info. So we'll talk about a little bit about angelical now, which is the language. Uh, it's the language that was called angelical by D, and it was said to be received by the angels and was written in the journals of both D and Kelly. The term Enochian comes from the claim by D that the last person to know the language of the angels was Enoch. Uh, the biblical patriarch that we were talking about earlier. There have also been several compilations that were made to form Enochian journals. Uh, One Australian, I'm sorry, one, one of the journals was by an Australian skeptic named Donald Laycock. And and he called, sorry, his journal was called the complete Enochian dictionary. And again, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, Laycock right now. Uh, Leo Vinci's, uh, G. Mikalzoma, an Enochian dictionary. Oh, sorry. It's G- I even put the fucking. Uh, it's Gamikalzoma. <laughs> I put the phonetic. And you didn't even use it. it. I didn't even use it. It's because I put it at the end of the sentence like an idiot. So, anyway, so Leo Vinci is not to be confused with Leonardo da Vinci, but he is an expert in candle magic, and then he is an author of other books related to the subject matter. Uh, Israel Rigardi's Eno- has an Enochian dictionary, and it's called the Enochian World of Alistair Crowley, and it was reprinted in Crowley, Duquette, and Hyatt. Uh, because Dee was said to have been a spy for Elizabeth's first court, there is there is an interpretation of his angelic manuscripts as cryptographic documents used to disguise political messages. I want you guys to remember that as well, because there is something else that, that Enochian magic is supposed to do. And I'll, well, point it out again, if y'all don't catch it later. So Donald Laycock, like I mentioned, he was an Enochian. He has an Enochian dictionary, but he argues that Enochian is no extraordinary. It has no extraordinary features. So the untranslated texts of Liber Logoth recall patterns of glossolalia rather than a true language. Uh, and if you don't know what glossolalia is, or if I'm nope. mispronouncing, <laughs> okay, if you're if I'm mispronouncing it, it's the practice where people utter words or speech-like sounds that is often thought by believers to be languages unknown to the speaker. An example of this, okay, so an example of this could be like the most recent thing that I can think of is if you all heard previous episodes that we've talked about uh, is this lady named uh, mm-hmm. Mafer Walker who claims to channel and speak to the uh, Pleiadians. I think it's Pleiadians. Sorry, Pleiadians. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Pleiadians that she claims to speak to. So if you go look up, search Moffat Walker and look at videos, what she is doing, uh, I mean, she's claiming that she's speaking the Pleiadian language, but it, I guess it could be considered this glossolalia. Because it sounds like nothing, or it sounds like gibberish, but right. to but us. To us, but... Um, 
Yeah, and it's an unknown language supposedly to her, but she supposedly uh, she knows what she's saying and the messages that she's receiving. But yeah. that was like the most the way that I was able to connect it and the most recent, I guess. Um, I guess it could also be like churches that speak in tongues, yeah, and stuff like that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it could be something similar to that. Anyway, Laycock claims that phonology and grammar, the phonology and grammar of uh, Enochian resembles English, and that although the translations are not sufficient to work out any regular morphology, some Enochian words resemble words and proper names in the Bible, but most have no apparent etymology. So yeah, they ba- they're basically saying that it's a made-up language that these guys made up, and and the reason why he feels that is because, or that he thinks that, or whatever, is because it's so similar to English. It's like I guess when they make languages for like alien movies, or or like oh. um, what's it called? Like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. El- Elvish. Elvish. Yeah. So, manuscript sources. These manuscripts are. So now we're yeah we're moving on so. These manuscripts are at the center of Enochian magic and are, and honestly, everything in the fucking <laughs> throughout the entire thing was like, this is at the center. This is the most important. Like, it literally said that for everything. So, just everything is important to Enochian magic. These manuscripts are at the center of Enochian magic and are attributed to D and Kelly, the most notable being the five books of mystery and uh, Liber Logeth. They serve as pivotal foundations in coding the language, symbolism, and rituals, kind of like their Bible, I guess. Mm. Uh, the five books of mystery are, um, I'm sorry, the five books of mystery are documented in manuscript Sloan MS 3188. Uh, it serves as a di- diary spanning from December 22nd, 1581 to May 23rd, 1583. I also feel like those two dates. Or is it when is it December twentieth? I feel like those two dates I've like heard the end of the world is gonna happen on like what? these December twenty second. No, oh, December twelfth. Oh. Yeah. And then May twenty third. No? May twenty third. I thought I had I maybe not. I don't know. Those those dates look kind of familiar to me, but I have no idea. Um, anyway. Google it? Ah, that's all right. I don't think it's that important. It contains the five books of mystery and watch like they are important. It contains the five books of mystery and appendix and concludes in, uh, sorry, concludes where Casabon's A Truth and Faithful Relation starts. So I guess that's another book. Uh, there are two trans- transcripts of the manuscript available today, one by Joseph Peterson and another one by the by C.L. Whitby. So the first book is called, it's basically first, second, third, fourth, and fifth book. It's primus or prim- primus segu- secundus. I don't know if it's Latin or what the fuck, but it's like primus sec- secundus or secundus, uh, tertius quartus, and quintus so i'm gonna say it's latin it sounds right sounded better saying it that way than when you try to say it in english yeah well primus is a band so uh primus is the magic of enoch that's the title they're the 
I guess the title of the book. And this book is an introduction to Enochian, uh, the language. It includes the Enochian alphabet, which allows communication with angelic entities throughout the use of the angelic keys. And it establishes the linguistic basis for Enochian. So I guess it just gives you an understanding of what the fuck you're going to need to know to be able to communicate, you know, with the angels. Like rolling your R's for speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secundus is the mystical Heptarchy. And this book delves deeper into the angelical language and in- unveils the Great Tablet, which is an essential matrix of letters and symbols important to the workings of Enochian magic. It also introduces the the 30 Aethers. Aethers? Aethers, I guess. Uh, this presents metaphysical planes that serve as conduits for practitioners to communicate with angelic beings. We'll go into the 30 Aethers and all that stuff in a little bit, too. Into a little bit more detail. Tertius is uh, the 48 angelic keys. This book focuses on the construction of symbolism and temples. It outlines the designs and significance of the temples and places an emphasis on sacred geometry and symbolism as vehicles for spiritual transformations. The book provides practitioners with an understanding to how the temples can be spaces for connecting with higher realms and channeling divine energy. It is kind of cool, though, because of like everything. It's kind of like you're... Some of the teachings are, it tries to put you in touch with nature. Yeah. You know, so like I did like some of the stuff that I was reading. Uh, it was like if they tried to put, I don't know, like paganism and Christianity and like. Well, yeah, actually a lot of uh, what Enochian magic is just seems to me like a mishmash of a, diff- a bunch of different shit. Like paganism with Christianity, which if you know Christianity, I guess (laughs) some pagan stuff. Um, But yeah, paganism, Christianity, and a bunch of other like Eastern uh, or other European forms of like witchcraft and magic, occultism. It -hmm. just combined everything together, and they made Enochian magic, is what it seemed like. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I can see that. So Quartus is earthly knowledge aid and victory the book explores the symbolism of elemental tablets and watchtowers and sheds light on the interplay between metaphysical constructs and natural forces which is what i was just you know mentioning right now um, so the watchtowers and ceremonial magic tradition are tutelary tutelary spirit are i'm sorry are Watchtowers and ceremonial magic tradition is a tutelary spirit of one of the four cardinal points or quarters. They are understood to be the Enochian angels. So the watchtowers in Enochian magic are understood to be the Enochian angels or archangels, which are Uriel, Raphael, Michael, and Gabriel. Oh, shit. Yeah. So those are my boys, dude. Uh, and Azrael. Uh, Quintus or Quintus, uh, the angels of the fourth, the four quarters focus on the practical applications of Enochian magic. It offers rituals and ceremonies in the angelical language and its symbolism. And then we have Liber Logith. 
This is commonly referred to by D as the Book of Enoch. Again, not to be confused with the Biblical Book of Enoch, which is not considered part of the Jewish or Christian canon. Uh, and then, dude, I started, and that was the other thing is like, I started looking at the book of Enoch and I was, I had to stop myself because I was like, dude, I'm going to do like a whole nother deep dive on the fucking book of Enoch. So I did pull some from if some information on the book of Enoch, uh, it was removed from the Jewish canon because it apparently contained prophecies pertaining to Christ. And as we know, Christ is not the Messiah or he's a false prophet, I think, or something like that. He, he's not the Messiah of the Jewish uh, religion. Right. They feel that the Messiah hasn't come yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why they ended up, you know, crucifying Jesus because he was a false prophet. Um, oh my God, dude, I have to stop myself from saying some shit. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so that's why it was removed from Jewish canon. Uh, because it contained stuff pertaining to Christ. And then in the 5th century, the book of Enoch was excluded from the Christian biblical canon. Um, It is also... I didn't get a reason why it was removed from from the Christian biblical canon. Uh, I did read something about... Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. So the book of Enoch was mostly excluded from Christian biblical canons and it was removed by, well, that, okay. That's what I didn't understand about this because so final dogmatic articulations of the canons were made at the council of Trent of 1546 for, for Roman Catholicism. So there in, in, in that, in the Wikipedia for uh, Enochian magic and where they're talking about the book of Enoch, it says that it was removed in the fifth century but here the the council of trent occurred uh or you know in 1546 unless like this is something that had been going on since before that but and and just the final like version i guess of what they were going to be using for roman catholicism was fine like the last change that they made was in 1546 um but yeah it was removed by this council so basically i guess what it is is they got together and they were like, Hey guys, uh, what do we want in this book? You know, that we want everybody to read. And they decided which, which books they wanted in, you know, like the book of Mark, the book of John, you know, mm. all those books, you know, um, yeah. the old Testament and all that shit. Cause I think, and in the book of Enoch was from the old Testament, but that was one of the books again, that the Jewish, the, uh, yeah, they removed from the Jewish book and um they removed it from the christian one as well i don't i don't know why but yeah um there was also another book and i think i've mentioned this before i don't know if it was the book of john or or who it was but that that spoke a lot about uh jesus as a as a child and they also yeah they removed (laughs) that book as well and i'm assuming they removed that one because it didn't uh paint jesus in this like super holy image as a child so they're like yeah we don't want people knowing about that shit um but they're uh fuck i don't know i had it and i lost it yeah never mind but apparently in the quran they do talk a lot about jesus as a child so i guess if you want you can go read about jesus in in the in the quran 
Uh, yeah, where was I? Sorry, we got a little bit off topic there. Uh, it was only so the Book of Enoch is actually only used by the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewahedo Church and the uh, Eritrean Orthodox Tewahedo Church. Tewahedo. Yeah. This book of Enoch contains unique material on the origins of demons and the Nephilim and why some of the angels fell from heaven and the explanation as to why the Genesis flood was morally necessary and a prophetic exposition of the thousand year reign of the Messiah. Maybe that's why it was removed from the Christian Maybe. Bible. Maybe. Could be. Um, it is composed of 73 folios and contains 96 complex magical grids of letters. The book of Enoch is like the actual book of Enoch, not the, you know, biblical one. Yes. Uh, from the book, Dean Kelly derived the 48 calls or the, the 48 keys. And within these are the keys to the mystical heptarchy. Uh, D didn't leave much information about his sixth holy book, only saying that it contained the mystery of our creation and the age of many years and the conclusion of the world. And the first page in that book signifies chaos. So the system of Enochian magic. So there's the great table and the great table is the core again of Enochian magic and consists of four uh, elemental tablets and symbolizes the four uh, the four classical elements, earth, fire, air, and water. The tablets are inhabited by various spiritual beings and entities, and these are there. And there is a hierarchy within the tablet. There are three holy names that represent potent sources of divine authority. There's a great elemental king who governs each elemental table. Uh, six senior or elders that make up a total of 24 figures, reminiscent of the 24 elders mentioned in the biblical book of Revelations. Again, I feel like they pulled a lot from, you know, different uh, religions and different beliefs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two divine, two divine names associated with, with associated with cavalry cross and 16 lesser angels. The elemental uh, table is then divided into four sub quadrants or sub angels, and they oversee specific quarters of the world at the heart of the, uh, of that elemental table is the great central cross. And it has two vertical lines, two vertical central crosses, uh, which are the linea patris and linea fili, which is father and son, mm. and one central horizontal line, which is linea spiritus santi, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The significance of the great central cross varies among interpretations of Enochian magic. Completing the symbolic representation is a tab- uh, tablet of union. And this is often referred to as the Black Cross. Now we'll talk about the 30 ethers. There are sequent ethers, yeah. It's it's because it's a it's in the Asher, the A E, oh. the thing uh-huh. together. So yeah. I guess it's ethers, ethers, ethers. They're a sequence of spiritual planes that a particular a practitioner explores as they ascend from 30 or Tex, which is the lowest plane, to one or Lil, which is the highest plane. In Enochian magic, the practitioner documents their visions, experiences, and impressions within each plane and mark their progression throughout this mystical hierarchy. Each ether contains 30 governors, with the exception of Tex, which I'm sorry, not 30 governors, three governors, with the exception of Tex, which has a total um, of four, it has four. 
with a to- which gives us a grand total of 91 governors throughout the entire system. The governors are considered angelic or spiritual entities associated with each plane and are believed to hold significant knowledge and power within respective realms. The governors are identified by their unique sigils. Uh, part of Enochian magic involves tracing these sigils onto the Great Tablet and by inscribing and by inscribing the sigils on the tablets, magicians established a connection with these governors and energies associated with each ether. Hmm. Are you going to explain all of them? Or is there like a chart? No, of, I, I, of what the governors? Yeah. No, there there isn't. There at least there wasn't. I mean, there was a picture of the sigils and stuff like that, but I don't have that those pictures. Okay. They're just governors that uh, that are within each ether. There's thirty realms, and each one has uh, or twenty nine through one have three governors, and the very bottom one the 30th has four so in total there's 91 governors jesus never mind sorry i thought (laughs) i thought it was only the 30 i totally missed that part where yeah there's there's, (laughs) yeah there's 91 and then each one has its his own sigil it's like uh house of representatives yeah okay yeah the congress all that bullshit uh, so the in the <clears throat> sorry the ethers are envisioned as concentric rings that expand outward and are often viewed as a map of the entire universe. So I guess thirty starts in the middle and each uh, one goes out outward. You would think that it's twenty eight, twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get to the outer ring, which is one, which yeah. is the highest plane that you can be in. Hmm. Which is funny to me because I feel like, well, I guess I don't know what like da- the Dante's Inferno, like the nine circles of hell. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it goes like from the inside out or if it's from the outside in. Oh. But it if it's be- from the outside, it's, it would be the opposite of this. Yeah. I'm going to say like it would be like a, like rings coming into mm-hmm. the center, right? And then yeah. out like a hourglass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so concentric rings, and it's supposed to be viewed as the entire universe. The angelic keys are also known as the calls or Enochian keys, and they are phrases or speeches in the Enochian language which function as evocations. They are used to open gates into various mythical realms, such as elemental realms, sub-elemental realms, and the 30 aethers. So there are 19 angelic keys and the first 18 of which are typically associated with opening gates, the realms of elements and sub elements. And then uh, these realms are often mapped into the great table. And the final key is used to open the gates to the uh, 30 ether. So it's like all these like gates to, so before you even get to the 30 ether, there's also these other 18 realms that you have to get through and open like gates to get yeah. to the 30 ether. And then you can go up until you can get to, you know, it little or, uh, you said, very... you said uh, it was only nine rings for Dante's Inferno, right? Yeah. Nine rings. Okay. Probably be easier to get to. Yeah. Just kidding. Get the hell? I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. 
so yeah and now uh the temple or what the temples are supposed to the way they're supposed to be furnished and stuff so temple furniture required for the uh, performance of enochian magic includes the holy table which is a table with the tabletop engraved with a hexagram surrounding with a surrounding border with enochian letters and in the middle of the 12 uh, and in the middle a 12-fold table engraved with enochian letters it's just um it looks like the star of david it's just one 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 of the like the top and the bottom tips are a little bit smaller because it's like fit into a square yeah if you want to like look up enochian magic and wikipedia and just go down to the temple it actually has an image of the, the holy table on there it has the seven planetary talismans and the names on these talismans are those of Go- Goetia, Goetia, or Goetia. The names are engraved on a tin and placed at the center of the holy table. <coughs> and those of you who don't know, like I didn't, Goetia or Goetia is not to be confused with Gautier, who had a Gautier. banger single. One hit wonder. But uh, so yeah, the seventh plant. Okay, yeah, uh, it's a type of U- European sorcery. The Gotia or Gosia, Goetia. Sigillum de Amenth, or the Holy Sevenfold Table, or Seal of God's Truth. There's five versions of the diagram, and they are made from beeswax and engraved with various lineal figures, numbers, and letters. The four smaller ones are placed underneath the legs of the table, and the, the fifth larger one is covered in a red cloth and placed on the Holy Table, used to port used to support the shoe stone or speculum, which is a crystal or other device used for scrying. Uh, D and Kelly often used a concave obsidian mirror. Other methods uh, <laughs> included gazing into crystals, ink, fire, and, or uh, I guess when TVs were actually made a blank TV screen hmm. because it's a blank, it's a concave, you know, crystal Glass, basically. Yeah. yeah. A magician's ring is engraved with magical formula of the Pavel. And again, if you want to look at that, guys, uh, I would go into the Enochian Magic Wikipedia and go towards the bottom and it'll show you. um, It's very, you know, I don't know. Intricate stuff, I guess. It's like letters and shapes. And I was at this point, I was just like, I have no idea what this is and the magic rod or the l and it is a basically it's a wooden stick that's painted in three sections and the top uh the end the the two ends are painted black and the middle is painted red the spirit stick yeah basically but uh yeah and like i mentioned um for like centuries this shit was just in his journal nobody really knew about it or anything like that and then eventually they found his uh um they found his book and like more like people started getting into it again and stuff didn't he die oh didn't he die in what in a really weird way uh i don't know i can look it up though i i should have looked up there how they died but i I don't know. I guess I didn't. Who? Edward Kelly or John D? I don't. I don't remember. Or the one whose books they found, John D. Right? Oh, John D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. 
I could man. maybe be mixing him up with somebody else, but I feel like uh, it was there was like some conspiracy behind it because they're like, oh, he actually did figure something out and like he was mysteriously found dead or something. But I, I could be mixing him up or getting that wrong. Oh shit. Hold on, dude. So in 1587, at a spiritual conference in Bohemia, Kelly told D. Oh, here it is. What you were tell, talking about? Kelly told D that the angel Uriel had ordered the men to share all their possessions, including their wives. By this time, Kelly had gained some renown as an alchemist and was more sought after than D in this regard. It was a line of work that had pr- pr- prospects for serious and long-term financial gain, especially among the royal families and of Central Europe. D, however, was more interested in communications with angels, who be- he believed would help him solve the mysteries of the heavens through mathematics, optics, astrology, science, and navigation. Perhaps Kelly, in fact, wished to end D's dependence on him as a diviner at their increasingly lengthy, uh, frequent spiritual conferences. The order for wife sharing caused D anguish, but he apparently did not doubt it was genuine, and they apparently shared wives. Yeah. However, D broke off the conference immediately afterwards. He returned to England in 1589 with Kelly, uh, while Kelly went on to be the alchemist to Emperor Rudolf II. Nine months later, on February 28th, 1589, a son was born to D's wife, whom D baptized Theodorus Tri- Tribonianus. D and raised as his own. But it wasn't oh, his. Oh shit. Oh, this is what I was looking for. Final years. Uh D left Manchester in 1607 to return to London, but remained warden until his death. By that time, Elizabeth was dead, and James the first gave him no support. D spent his final years in poverty at Mort Lake, forced to sell off various possessions to support himself and his daughter, Catherine, who cared for him until his death in Mort Lake late in 1608 in early 1609 aged 81 both the parish registers and D's gravestone are missing in 2013 a memorial plaque to D was placed on the south wall it doesn't mm. say anything about his death though it, could like be. it being weird I mean yeah. it could be the other guy maybe could be mixing yeah. up but I was right about the wife swap yeah I guess I didn't like get like super down. I just like, you know, had just given a quick, you know, little biography on them, but it was <laughs> further down. That's well, crazy I, though. I'm I'm trying to like remember how I even know any of like about, about these guys uh, and what they did, like what, mm-hmm. what I listened to. Cause it definitely was, I don't think wasn't Enochian magic, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. But that was like the only fun fact I had to share <laughs> to That's contribute. Hilarious. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I hadn't put two and two together, uh, like I said, about Kelsey being a fraud, basically. Yeah. That just makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah. When, like I said, when I saw that, I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know about this kelly guy yeah but i mean at the end of the day i kind of feel like that's what all religion is right i mean yeah again i'm gonna stop myself there because i'm gonna say some (laughs) offensive shit so (laughs) let's let's not but yeah so do that all yeah that was it 
Oh, 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 no. So I thought you were still trying to keep yourself from from saying anything. And I'm like, please. Uh, I, was <laughs> just, no, I was just, just going to say, you know what? Do You do you if it makes you happy. You know, it's like we say, just, you know, don't interfere with other people's lives. Yes. Worship who you want to worship. Basically not- all the same God anyway. Uh, honestly, I'm starting to feel that way. I mean, technically, the 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 God from you know the Muslim, Jewish, and Christian religion are all the same God. They just have different books to describe the exact True. same thing. True. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this time period, or <laughs> alchemists uh, and stuff, or just I don't know. Yeah, it 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 was just kind of crazy to see how far they took this. Mm-hmm. I guess like it probably shouldn't have gone that far. Um, but I guess also if they weren't putting, like you said, they didn't discover all this information until after he had died from his journal. So I guess they weren't like trying to create a cult or anything. Um, maybe a little bit. Well, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, or what? Well, no, it was because that was like way before before that. But I mean, they were going on talks like like what I just read there at the end. Yeah. They were going on talks talking about all this stuff that they were they were finding out and stuff like that. I guess it was never it was just never like formally formed maybe into anything until way later. But they were going out spreading their word and and what you know they believed and all this other stuff. Oh, I guess I didn't. Re- uh, no, I, I think it did, and I didn't even like mention it. Where I talked about that he was the the what you gonna call it, uh, of Queen Elizabeth the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, person like a spy. I think yeah. it said that he was, and then so like some of what uh, the Enochian magic reveals supposedly is, um like secrets from other uh, countries and stuff. So like it, it kind of lends some credence to what Lake Hawk was saying about it just being, you know, English, but kind of oh. hidden. So they yeah. could write all this shit or he could write all this stuff in supposedly Enochian and just use it as a, you know, like, um, what's it called? encrypted it's encrypted oh, i was gonna say so secret like, language yeah yeah it's <laughs> encrypted so he he can send yeah. all this information to the queen and if he has like a student or, or somebody who follows his enochian magic and they know enochian they receive the message and then they can translate. you know translate you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i mean it's it's interesting uh like i said it's it's something that was made up and I and I don't know. I can't remember if Tito told me like it was based on the Book of Enoch, like the the book that had been removed. I could be misremembering that. But then once I was like reading into it, it, it it's based on it only as far as like that's what they, that's the information that they originally wanted. But they ended up receiving supposedly this something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. uh, I mean, like I said, it's it's interesting. It's a interesting topic. Um, 
Well, and I feel like it's something, or, you know, I feel like you kind of said multiple times throughout uh, that you can just get into, like, multiple rabbit holes, like, the mm. that you can dive down, that you can, yeah, no. Dive yeah, down. Yeah, yeah I said Dive into, yeah. Um, but, yeah. And trust me, I had to stop myself from from going into like when I would start. I'm like, okay, well, what's this? And then I'd start looking into it, and then I would start getting all. The, I'm like, okay, but I can't go like super, super deep into that because that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was definitely like that where you're you see this, and then you're trying to get this other bit of information, and it just completely takes you to another spot. And yeah. Well, maybe you just, can do, huh? I was going to say, just, just going through this. No, no, no. I was just going to say, just going through this again made my head hurt again. I was going to say, no, I mean, it could be and almost make this multiple parters and or like little branch off of of that, like I said. Mm-hmm. Doing the, the Golden Dawn would be, I think, would be interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't look super into them. I would have to just to see... I mean, I, it sounds like you know what Golden Dawn is. Just, I guess, maybe, maybe okay. not. <laughs> oh, okay. I also don't want to, like, say make a fool of myself. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it, it, it'd be interesting to, like, look into some other some other topics, you know, based off of this. But, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. No, well, that was interesting, and I'm super glad that you uh, finally did it. I feel like the only time that i had ever heard of like enoki and anything i guess other than some podcast was a uh, supernatural supernatural yeah yeah and i, I think there like was a supernatural reference somewhere in like some of the stuff that i was re- reading yeah yeah cuz i feel like they they, they might have the, mentioned they, the book of enoch i i feel i feel like they did i was like i i almost feel like they were trying to find information or something and they had to Maybe look in that book. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, I, I know it comes out or it's referenced in, in Supernatural. Because mm-hmm. there's like a whole season where it's like very angel heavy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess they all are. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense, I guess, because it, again, during that time was with the Nephilim and all the angels and the fallen angels and all that bullshit. So I mean, they do all that in Supernatural too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing and enlightening us because I'm sure if I barely kind of really knew anything about this, there's also probably other people out there that had absolutely no idea that there's like a whole angelic language. Like me? Yes, like you. But now I know, kind of. Will I retain a lot of this information? Probably not. But I have the deep dive to come back and There you go. Just re-listen to it again. Yep. All right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social medias. So make sure you go like, follow on, and share on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. 
We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of eye strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?